Is your organization really donor-centered? I mean, we often talk a good game, but when we need to invest in major gifts to make the whole thing work, you often forget to allocate the resources for all the critical moving parts needed for success. And donors are then left in the dust. In today's podcast, Richard and I talk about all the necessary back office infrastructure needed to make major gifts successful and why they are often the most neglected. Welcome to the Nothing But Major Gifts podcast from Veritas Group, featuring Richard Perry and Jeff Schreifels. Twice a month, we bring you the latest and best thinking about major gift fundraising, so you can develop authentic relationships with your major donors. Here are your hosts, Richard and Jeff. Hey there, thanks for joining us and welcome to the podcast. I have Richard Perry with me as always, and today we're continuing our conversation around our new book, It's Not Just About the Donor. And today we want to talk about the donor-facing back office. Richard, why don't you expound on this for us? Oh, I'd love to. I mean, so, so in our book, this discussion around the back office yeah. is all under the chapter on creating the right structure, you know, for major gifts to succeed. Yeah. So, so part of that structure is making sure that leaders and managers, you know, are supporting frontline fundraisers, what we call all the back office infrastructure to help make them successful. Because, you know, if that that part is not done right, then all the front end stuff just doesn't work and right. the donor's not going to be served properly. So that, I mean, that's why, that's why you got to have this right. Yes. You know, this is so important because many leaders and managers often think that all you need to do to create a good major gift program is, hey, let's just hire a good MGO, give them a travel budget and, you know, some money for breakfast and you're good. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what they don't think about is what is my major gift officer going to need in order to build relationships with donors and meet the needs of those donors, which leads to transformational gifts. Yep. I mean, that that's exactly right. There, there's so much more to it than just hiring someone to carry a caseload. And how many times have we heard, you know, well, we're just going to hire this person. And then by next Thursday, the money will just flow in and, yeah. and we're done. Too many leaders and managers think that. Yeah, I know. So let's just get into what we're talking about here, that every nonprofit leader needs to consider if they're going to have the right infrastructure to support a frontline fundraiser. But first, Richard, maybe you should talk a little bit about why nonprofits are so reluctant in the first place to invest in the proper infrastructure. Well, okay. So I think this one's pretty clear. I mean, it just boils down to they don't want to spend the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so they're short-sighted and they're, you know, they're afraid of the overhead ratios. I mean, everybody's concerned about those overhead ratios, you know, being too high. So, right. So let's let's cut out, uh, you know, the support side of things. So, you know, they try to get by with as little investment as possible. And, and by the way, not everybody does that, but but by and large, that's kind of how it's biased. Right. Or, there, or there's some belief about, you know, well, certain people can have certain kind of support systems because they're higher up on the on the food chain and, and other ones uh, shouldn't. But anyway, whatever the situation, it's a mistake. And and uh, but but that's the reason. Don't mm -hmm. want to spend the money. Watch the ratios. Yeah. And ideally, really, leaders and managers should be asking themselves, 
Okay. What support services do we need to make sure that we have to properly cultivate, steward, mm-hmm. and care for the donors? And, you know, and tell them how their gifts are making a difference. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the place to start. I know. Wouldn't that be awesome if every leader would start there? Because if they did, it would make a huge difference in, in, that, in their support of major gifts. I, I, it really would. And, and you know, and then, then, I, then I would ask the following, you know, do all of our receiving and donor care staff really, really care about the donor? Now, why do you think that's important? Because if you care about the donor and you're involved in receiving and donor care, yeah, then you're then you're treating that that check or that credit card stub or the cash gift or whatever has come in uh, in in a very special, urgent, caring way. Yeah, I mean, I I, I saw one situation, Jeff. I am not kidding. There was a forty five thousand dollar check that somebody in, in the back office. Mm-hmm had forgotten about and left in their drawer. Uh, and, and the donor says, well, where's, and then they found it. Oh. And this, this is, this is, this is symptomatic of a person in the, in the donor care sequence or back office. Yeah. Not, not really placing value on, I mean, when you look at that check, it, it's someone's labor, someone's love, yeah. someone's yeah. care. I mean, you don't just treat that lightly. Exactly. Uh, so it's or like even at, we and then we hear stories, you know, kind of at the end of the year when a lot of checks are coming in and mail is coming in receipt, you know, all this stuff. And then you see stacks of unopened mail mm-hmm. of all the, you know, all the returns from an appeal or any it, and they're just sitting there and they don't get even looked at for two, three weeks so a donor never hears back, you know, like over a month after they've given a gift. Well, yeah, I don't know if you remember this, but I, I remember this very large, very large nonprofit we were working with in New York City, where I actually took a picture of the stack of mail. Uh, I think it was January 28th or February 2nd. Mm-hmm. Stack, I mean, a stack, like five, six feet wide in a foot and a half, two feet tall (laughs) of mail. And I said to the person, um, so what's this? Well, this this is, this is mail. We haven't, we haven't been able to process yet. And so I says, may I just look inside? And so I I, I took a look. I says, well, where's the check? Oh, oh, we we got that in the bank. Oh, oh, so you put the money in the bank in a (laughs) nanosecond. Yeah. But the donor's going to languish for three, four weeks. And yeah. so I said, well, why are you doing that? Well, they didn't want to approve, uh, they, the authority figures, didn't want to approve hiring uh, extra support staff to process this. Now, this is the kind of thing where yeah. no they care don't for care the about donor. the donors. Yeah, no care. Mm-hmm. What else uh, should yeah, we be asking? Well, another one is, uh, do, you know, do we have the proper analysis systems and staff to help us know how we're retaining and upgrading donors? I mean, that, that's a big I know one. Exactly. Like, we have to have that data. Yeah. We have to understand. And even if you're a small organization, you need to know how are your donors actually performing year over year? We don't know. Most nonprofits don't look at that. They're well, not looking at donor value attrition. They're not I looking know. at how, to, how donors upgraded over the years or not. 
Um, exactly. And so, so those donors are basically, uh, the value attrition is, is at a 40 to 60% rate. In other words, in other words, on average, more than half of their giving is going backwards. Right. And because we're not servicing them properly. I mean, so that's, that's a huge area. So and they don't know it. it. I know. And they don't know <laughs> it. And so, but so putting those systems in place is important. Here's another one. Mm-hmm. Are all of our programs, you know, the, the, the people mm-hmm. should internal people should be asking, are all of our programs effective and do they fulfill our organization's mission? And can we prove it? In other words, proof of performance, proof mm-hmm. of impact. Right. I mean, this is, I was on a call yesterday, Jeff, where the, the again, this is a very large national organization. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the principal gift people basically said to me, I, I can't tell my donor if, if, if their gift is actually having an impact. I, I said, oh, my goodness, we, we got a problem here. I mean, Ugh. yeah, so that's that's a huge one. But unfortunately, that seems to be the norm. Yeah, it's like they're they they're great. Yeah, well, we're doing our program. Well. How do we know it's actually doing anything? Yes. Because we need to report back to donors. <laughs> yep. Are we getting results from all of our programs that, that donors support? Uh, right. So we can report back to them, sort of like the, the, the one yeah. I just mentioned. But it's are like, they effective? Are they effective in the first place? But yeah. then do we get the results from it? You know, it's like we hear all the time from MGOs I can't get any good results from any of the stuff that we're doing to, to let our donors know if it, it's making any kind of a dent in, in, in the problem. Yes, exactly. Because that's why the donors giving in the first place is because they want to solve right. a societal problem. So, so that kind of information and data is so, so critical. Here, here's another one. Mm. Are, are we getting stories that take the donor right to the front line so they can experience yeah. not only the tragedy of what's going on, but also the joy. I mean, that, uh, and and, and yeah. getting these stories is so critical. And that seems almost harder than just getting data sometimes. Oh, I know. It's like, well, okay, we got, we got all these, we got all these stats of what's been done and all that. Okay. Well, tell us some good stories. Tell us about a life changed or tell us about an animal that was adopted and what happened or, or whatever it is. Yeah. And it's like, oh, um, well, I don't know. We don't, we're not really set up to get them. Are you kidding me? This is what touches the donor's heart. Again, well, you know, it's you know like no care for the donor. Yeah. What's interesting about that is, is I think there's sometimes a lack of understanding uh, separate from the development folks, like on the part of the program people, the IT people, the operations people, the finance people, mm-hmm. which are all good people. They really are. Yeah. But there's, there's, a, there's a lack of understanding about where money comes from. Mm. So like in the business world, those companies, and you've experienced this, those companies that treat, uh, that treat their customers as basically economic units that, you know, I'm just going to sell them stuff and who cares about right. them and, and let, let's just get the money yeah. are the ones that actually fail. Why? Because they're not stewarding. They're not taking care of the customer. Uh, and those that succeed are the ones where the, the top authority figures are basically saying, you know what, that customer is the source of our, uh, our uh, gross revenue and our, our net profits and, and our success. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think that there's enough people in the nonprofit world that actually see that and feel it. So mm-hmm. if they did, they would be getting these stories 
Yeah. Setting up systems to get the stories in, or, in order to have the donor basically yeah. transported through words and pictures right to the front lines, right where the action is, right where that forest is being saved, that cancer is being treated, that that child is being educated, that orphan is being adopted. You know, whatever the cause, the music is playing in, in the arts, yeah. whatever, whatever yeah. that cause is, you're taking that donor right there and they actually feel it, yeah. sense it, and have a sense of satisfaction about being part of it. Yeah. I mean, it's just something. I mean, that's just, so stories is a big one. Stories. Here's another one. Do our data processing and financial systems take care of the donor's needs as well? Yes. As the program needs. Yeah. You know, so like keeping keeping track of things. Uh, well, just being able to have, you know, how many, I mean, almost every organization, Richard, we work with has some kind of problem with their donor database or they're trying to change something because it's no good or they're, no one's happy. It seems like with it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, and they, you know, they're all old and an, antiquated or they're new and they can't figure it out. And it's like, we need to spend the time on this part because if you're working with a donor, you're not going to be there forever. You need to be able to have a system that can talk, that you can put your information about that donor and learn about that donor so that when you're gone, somebody can take it from you. And without good data processing systems um, and database, you, you're not going to have that. And you're losing so much of of building a relationship if you don't have that information in the data. I know. I mean, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I mean, to have a sense of urgency, I mean, here, here's another situation in talking uh, uh, this week with mm -hmm. another nonprofit. And, and if I mentioned the nonprofit, everybody would you know, listening to this podcast would recognize like, oh, that one. Okay. Wow. But here's a situation where IT, this person says to me, uh, it takes them four weeks to respond to a very simple question. <sighs> and so when it's, when, when you have that whole situation with a donor, I mean, it is, it is, um, it's critical to move no. quicker than that and be responsive. And, uh, again, this is where the donor is not, uh, you know, preeminent yep. in the, in the, in the psyche and attention and, and thoughts uh, and priorities of these folks that manage IT and financial systems. I mean, yeah. so that's that's a big area. I think the last one would be, do we have ongoing research that keeps us in touch with the hearts of our donors? Yeah. Do we know what's going on with them? Uh, yep. Do we have a system to collect uh, even even uh, more subjective data like like uh, input from a donor in terms of email. Mm -hmm. um, I just ran across a situation uh, this morning actually where where a donor has specifically and and very um, directly said, "Do not mail me stuff." And and uh, someone in the other organizations just decided that they were going to mail anyways. Doesn't matter. And the offense taken, the violation of relationship and trust is like, okay, yeah, you're not paying attention, but you have that kind of input 
from a donor. That's that's a, that's a method of, of, of that's not that that's informal research. And then formal research is kind of stay in touch with the hearts of donors yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, these are all really important questions, and I bet if we stayed on here for you know hours, we could think of a ton of more questions. Yeah, we could. That as a leader, you have to be asking yourself and getting answers to, to know if you are set up properly to serve donors and the frontline fundraiser. I know. And the, the big thing here, Jeff, is rather than, rather than focus on the donor's money, yeah. which, is, which is, you know, that, I mean, we, we need it. I mean, instead of focusing on that, focus on how to serve the donor. Because it's in serving the donor that, the res, that, that results in getting the money. And that's yeah. the counterintuitive thing. I mean, it's yeah. like uh, if you're going for the money, uh, you actually don't get it like you would get it yeah. if you focused on serving the donor. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, you know, when when we talk about that whole concept, people kind of get it, uh, but into but it just doesn't feel right in the moment because I've got to get that money to meet my goals and so on. So yeah. serving the donor is also serving the frontline fundraiser. Yeah. And making sure you have a back office infrastructure in place to support the donors and to support the fundraiser. Oh, I hope I hope so. The leaders and managers listen to this will take this to heart. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, this has been a great conversation. But before we go, I want to make sure you know how to get a hold of our new book, because in this book is much more about what we just discussed discussed today. So the book is, it's not just about the donor and you'll be able to learn so much more about the structure you need for major gifts to Mm -hmm. succeed. Just go to amazon.com and in the search function, type in the name of the book and you'll see it there. So thanks for joining us today and we'll see you next time. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for the Nothing But Major Gifts podcast from Veritas Group. Richard and Jeff also write an ongoing blog that you can subscribe to for free at veritasgroup.com. Please join us again next time.